You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to In the Key of Change Chats. Today's chat is with Dan of Real Friends from Vans Warped Tour. Let's give it a listen because it's time for a change. Here with the gentlemen of Real Friends, we are at the 87,000 stop of Vans Warped Tour. There's a day off coming up soon, guys. Almost there. Uh, in fact, the last day you had off, you spent it doing something awesome. You were at the uh, Nashville Humane Society. Why did you choose to spend a very precious day off doing something so great? Um, well, Journeys actually reached out to us about doing it. Um, I think they came in contact with the Nashville Humane Association, like somehow like, hey, we should do something with a band. And we were the first band they reached out to. They were like, hey, you guys want to do this? We've done stuff with them in the past. We're like, uh, yes, absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was cool to be a part of. I don't know. It felt good. Like on the off day, I'm like, it felt like we contributed something, you know? So it was good. What is it about animals that just makes for a great day? I don't know. Uh, they like us and they don't judge us. And um, they're just, they're just great. They're fun. They, they, and they really appreciate uh, being able to like get out of, because they, they're pent up all day and whatnot. Um, so I, I just feel like it, it was just a really good time. It didn't really take too long. Uh, we got to just walk some dogs and play with some toys and you know, it was awesome. I think that there's a, a kindred spirit there. You guys are kind of on tour buses every day and then, you know, they're kind of in, in very close quarters as well. And y'all are just looking to have a good time. So it's a good, it's a good way to spend the day. Um, why do you think it's important? Or do you think it's important or how important do you think it is to use your platform to do something great like that? Like you said, you, you felt great at the end of the day. Um, using your platform to sort of, you know, bring attention to good things like the Humane Society. Yeah, I think actually another detail with that, too, was that um, we were uh, Fearless Records was kind of associated with that as well and helped organize it. And they actually covered um, specific dogs that we, we did some videos for and stuff, like kind of shout outs like, hey, this is, you know, come adopt from Nashville Humane. They were actually able to cover the adoption fees, too, so which which was cool. And we kind of put that word out there on like social media and stuff. And I think at this point, I'm pretty sure that all the dogs were adopted that yeah. we did videos for. So. So, yeah, so that felt good, too, to kind of like like what you're saying, like use our platform in a way of like, you know, and maybe someone saw like we, we post a video. Maybe someone saw that and it's like, oh, I want to get a dog. You know what? I think I'll adopt a dog. You know, I mean, you never know the impact you can have. And social media can be a good thing or a bad thing. I feel like in 2018, it's like this really scary thing. You you go on Twitter and you're like, oh, God, what am I going to see today? So using your platform to, you know, raise awareness for, you know, needy animals, I think is a great use of that platform. Um, what are some other causes that you use your platform to to reach out about? Um, we do uh, work with uh, mental health organizations. Like there's one specifically uh from the Chicago area where we're from called hope for the day. Um, and, uh, they're specifically a suicide prevention organization. 
And um, we just like to raise awareness, you know, that it's okay to, you know, see professionals and reach out to people and get help and take medication, whatever you need to do to get in a more healthier headspace and whatnot. I think that's really important just because me specifically, like I uh, see a therapist, a psychiatrist, I went through an intensive outpatient group therapy program and, you know, and to, you know, it's a, it's a lot to deal with. And uh, if, if it's something where I can take what I've had to go through and kind of translate it to the band and to other people so that they can feel more comfortable to take the step or feel okay with being with having to do that, you know, when they might feel broken or messed up because of it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to do. Love hope for the day. They're good friends of ours as well. They are real friends of ours too. Um, I think young people in general, um, tend to turn to music when they're having a tough day. Why do you think that is? I think with music, it's just like, I mean, I think we've all have experienced it. Like I still experience it a lot. Like I'll listen to a song and there'll be a lyric that comes up and I'm like, Oh, I feel that, you know? And I think that's always been a big goal of our band is to like, I mean, I feel like that goal kind of never changes. It's always at the top of the list of like being able to connect with people, you know, like there's been people that have mentioned our songs that aren't even about what they're going through have helped them. And I think that's a really like unique thing about music. And like, there's always that beauty of it there, you know, like, um, you know, we've been doing this for a long time and it's like, sometimes, you know, like now we're on warp tour, we're tired and we're like, all right, getting that off day. And it's like, it's those little things like that, that really show that there's always a light shining through, you know, with, with being in this band and just being involved with music in general. I like that. Uh, about uh, two weeks ago, you released a new album, Composure. Um, speaking of that kind of idea of things that you didn't really realize resonate with other people, how do you make things that are sometimes personal in your lyrics kind of universally understood or accepted so it's not so pinpoint to that moment in my, in one person's life? Uh, I'm not really exactly sure because at least from... I mean, I feel like from both of our perspectives, we just write about whatever's happening or certain uh, points in time and whatnot. And um, and I think that that's what everybody does. They just draw from their own personal experiences. And I'm not really sure what is able to make it so universal and so personal. But I think it's just if I think that if the feeling is there, the core, you know, emotion that people will be able to connect to it. And I think that there's some bands that are a lot more specific than others and some are, can get more, more of a vague point across, but I'm not really sure how it, I, mean, I feel like maybe Kyle might have a better answer. I think I, I, I do think, and we don't, I don't want to say there's like a formula, but I know there have been times where we're writing, you know, where it is like, Oh, like maybe keep it a little vague, you know, because you do want the listener to kind of come up with their own definition of the song you know, kind of like what I mentioned earlier kind of connects to that. Um, but you know, but I, I wouldn't say we like paste that over all of our writing, like, Oh, you can't mention this detail or the, like, let's keep it. So everyone hears and relates. It's not really like that. I mean, I think at times there are points, you know, um, where we have, you know, thought of that, but, but yeah, but I think it just kind of like Dan said, like the emotions there and the connections there, you know, I think good songwriting gets that across as well. Just solid, good, you know, good songwriting. Um, with new music out, what role do you feel music streaming has on a new release? Um, it has a big impact because the thing with uh, music streaming is that somebody could pay 
the price of say like a vinyl LP every month to have access to everything. yeah literally yeah literally everything um i mean i feel like it's playing a very big role I, I mean album sales are very down and you know i don't think necessarily people have the money anymore to be able to spend on uh albums and whatnot but uh i think that there is some, a lot more uh creativity i guess in the streaming market um, and a lot more cross promotion. So while you may not be generating as much revenue, um, there, there's a lot more, you know, ability to put people on playlists to, you know, you just share a link instead of having to like burn a CD, give it to somebody yeah. and, and you can listen to it on your phone, on your, on your computer. It's, it's just across a lot of different platforms and it's there. It's instantaneous, you know. Do you prefer or, or focus or care more about? music streaming or is there still a focus on regular terrestrial radio or is it sort of a little bit of everything? I think with us, I think really over the past like two years, we've really been on like a Spotify kick of like, cause like if we post on social media, like about streaming or like just about a song, like, Hey, here's a new song. Like we always post a Spotify link. Like I feel like it's almost a universal like streaming service now. You know, um, Apple Music, too, I mean, is a big one. But I feel like Spotify, it's just at least from what I've seen, our fans like really know it. You know, I mean, there's kids today even I'm like, hey, want to buy a CD like at the merch tent? They're like, oh, I haven't. But I have Spotify. I'm like, oh, OK, you know, like we have new music out. Where can I get it or where, you know, is it what on, is it on a playlist on Spotify? I feel like that's like some like a, a direct question after oh, yeah. it of like, oh, new music. Where can I stream it? Yeah. And, and I'm a huge Spotify user. Like I'm um, like, I used to just search stuff. And then like a year ago, I got really big into like the playlists and stuff. And like they make playlists like for you. And so, and I think that's so awesome. And like, I've even posted about it on our social media before to people like, Hey, look at this. This is awesome. <laughs> like, like I usually, when I go on Spotify now, I don't even have to type in what I'm going to listen to. Like I literally go to like, the, the, there's like a discover thing and it's like usually there's an album i'm like oh yeah like i haven't listened to that in a while like i've never listened to it on spotify but somehow it knows that i want to listen to this it's a fun rabbit hole to get trapped down you 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 start listening to one thing and end up in a completely different genre but it all makes sense and it's all you know they they, they know what you like somehow i don't understand um what role do music videos still have in 2018 we still don't have a channel that likes to play them 24 hours a day anymore that i kind of miss I don't know. I think they're a nice little, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess a little Easter egg, like something a little extra to give to the fans. Um, I mean, I still think that they play an important role in uh, not just visual aesthetics for a song, but to convey a different meaning. Cause a lot of the times the music video directors will write treatments sometimes in collaboration with the band, sometimes on their own to be able to, give an extra meaning that the band might not have even thought about just like a listener may have their own meaning from a song that can be completely separate from somebody uh, from either somebody else or somebody in the band, whatever have you. Um, so I think it's, it's just another opportunity to, for somebody to have their own translation of it. Any plans to make more music videos for the new album? Um, as of now, not really. I mean, we did one for our song uh, from the outside. And we were really stoked on the way that that turned out. And, uh, and like, like Dan said too, it was like, it kind of had that alternative meaning, you know, like the underlying sort of emotions were still there, but it's like a total different meaning than what the song was actually written about, which is, which I think is just adds that layer of depth. 
Absolutely. So what's up next for y'all after Warp Tour? A uh, little time off, hopefully some more touring, just taking it easy and being able to find a nice balance between home life and band life. Absolutely. Balance is very key. Stay tuned for much more from Real Friends. This is Jackie. Thanks to Chorus FM and In the Key of Change. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.